0: guys,
1: welcome to the Sound Central Podcast, I'm Samuel Sarfo, I'm Adam Dash, and today we have another guest with us, you may know him as Volksgeist, he's easily one of the most influential music creators on YouTube, he's also the co-founder of Watch Nebula, and honestly it's a real honor to have him, he's been doing amazing things on the music space, from storytelling, documentaries, to video essays, if you haven't heard of him already, what's wrong with you? Go ahead, check him out, but Volksgeist aka and behind the scenes, Philip, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank you
1: for having me <laughs> nice to be here.
0: Now, if, I, if anyone's uh, a fan of hip hop, they've definitely stumbled upon one of your videos mm. of your documentaries. As I complimented you before we started, the best documentary voice you could have—just perfect for the videos.
1: Mm. Thank
0: you. Um, but Philip, as you know, you're a recent new fan to us. I know you were a fan of Elsie. Shout out Elsie for coming on last week. But we do a playlist title of the week just to kind of recount what we've done, how we're feeling. So Sam, we'll start with you. What is your playlist title? How are we feeling?
1: My playlist title is going to be OK Computer, shout out to Radiohead. I've just been a junkie for them for the past month, and my leading single is going to be Oh My Side, Travis Scott. Before this, I was at the grocery shop, just ham into it. <laughs> Easily one of Travis's best songs, and Rodeo is one of his best albums. I know later on we'll talk about Utopia. Um Philip did a Travis Scott video and a Utopia video, so we'll talk about that later on, but um, Rodeo is one of my favorites of all time, and uh utopia i did love but i do miss that old sound from travis but uh what about you what's your leading single and playlist title
0: i know you well first you get mad at me for my rodeo take that mm. some of the songs are too long on it for me some songs it's going on forever uh i'm kind of going to derail this by just kind of doing a quick review of brent Faiyaz's album because mm. i this album has shot up to top five of the year for me after being out one week um, I did not come into the year expecting R&B music to be crowding my top five. I am not mad at it, but this Brent Fies album sounds like Pharrell produced it in the early 2000s. It is so damn good. My favorite one right now is the ASAP Rocky one because mm-hmm. he's rapping, he's singing on it, and then the girl who's featured on it, i might even to try to pronounce that name, N3WY, this is a thing for artists. Make your name being able to search it on Apple Music or Spotify easier, (laughs) because what are we doing here? That's a complicated name, Um, but this this album is so good. And if you're an R and B fan or need to become an R and B fan, bump this bread album. It is amazing.
1: Have you heard it yet, Philip?
2: No, I've been meaning to. You know, everyone's promoting it on Twitter and stuff, but I don't listen to it. Me and Philip are on the
1: same boat because I haven't listened to it yet. I know it's bad, but we'll get to it. Don't worry. Life's been busy, right?
0: Yeah. It's hard. There's so much music coming out. I haven't listened to Sampha yet. I just haven't had the time to find that Mm -hmm. album. And that's something I've been waiting for for years. It's just it's difficult these days. Mm
2: -hmm. I kind of have a take
0: on that album. (laughs) On the Sampha album?
2: Yeah. I've listened to it a few times, man. I think it's like, you know, it's very uh, much aimed at people who like good albums. Like it has all the parts that a good album should have, but I'm not actually sure if it is... Good to listen to, you know what I mean? Like, it's very much like I don't know, it's it seems it feels like it was made for critics almost. Like, he put in all the stuff that an awesome yeah. album should have, but then I listen to it and I'm kind of like, <sighs>
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it does have good songs and it does, it really does. But you know, I, mean, I don't know, he's I wouldn't call him a feature artist, mm-hmm. but he's kind of a behind I'd... the scenes guy and it mm-hmm. feels like behind the scenes type music almost. Hmm.
0: That's, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. There's certain artists who, and I don't want to discredit them, that they might have great albums but are kind of known as great feature artists. I mean, we'll see if this Ty Dollar Sign uh, Kanye album actually comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, BJ the Chicago Kid is someone who I'm always like amazing feature whenever he's on the song. But I don't think I've ever heard of BJ the Chicago Kid album. That's on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he has a great album out.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, Lil Durk is one of those too. I thought he was yeah. more popular than he is because he has – he's on a lot of big songs, but then I look at his albums and they only have like a couple million streams on Spotify per song. Like, yeah, if that. And I actually like the albums, but I'm like, yeah, no one listens to these. Unfortunately, no one yeah. listens to this.
0: Dirk has an interesting career where, because me and Sam have talked about this, where Sam was like, oh, he's like a rising artist. And I'm like, oh, he was on Double XL in 2013. So it's yep. one hand really impressive how long he's been around. And it's a mixture of he's really famous, but he's really not that famous. Yeah. it's a It's a confusing one.
2: I think he's doing the best he can. I remember when I was, well, I got my first car in 2017 and the car salesman was like, you like music? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, you got to listen to Lil Durk, man. He's up next. And then you know, I, I was like, okay, whatever, bro. This is probably your friend or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I found out about, and I obviously got reintroduced to him in 2020 uh, when Laugh Now, Cry Later came out. And I was Great like, song. oh shit, that's the guy. Who my car salesman told me to listen to <laughs> three years ago or something.
0: Yeah. And his song "Uncertified Loverboy, I also really liked. I forget mm-hmm. I'm forgetting what the name is, but I like he he shouts out his girlfriend's cosmetic yeah. line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but could, that's how could, it could,
1: is right now. Um, with I guess the music space currently, you don't need to have an album per se. If you can if you can make hit songs, be a be a feature on a hit song. I mean, that's all that's needed. Um, but personally i love the old dirk after that all my life hit the streets that's that's been jamming all throughout 2023 but Them kids um, singing. yeah but hopefully you had enough time to think about it philip what's your playlist title and leading single to sum up your week well my leading
2: single to sum up my week i would say is uh uh the song larry bird by kojak kojak yes. is an okay. independent irish rapper you guys you mm-hmm. get heard of him I've heard of him. He just dropped a new album. I think it's the first one after getting dropped by his label because he wasn't mm-hmm. selling super well. But it's actually amazing. It's kind of like, you know, I always thought Slow Tie had a cool sound, but I don't really like listening to him. But I actually really mm-hmm. like listening to this, and it sounds fairly similar. Very like noisy and stuff. Uh, so that would be. You know, I've been listening to that nonstop. Playlist title, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have one. But that is the lead, that is like the song of my week, uh, Larry mm-hmm. Bird by Kojak.
1: Yeah. Good pick, good pick, and we just, let's waste no time. We want to dive right into it. And honestly, just to start out with you, obviously you're known for your uh, creative content. But what pushed you to start uh, creating the platform, folks, guys? Where you even got the name from, and why did you decide to do um, storytelling instead of like more reactionary content, album reviews, stuff like that?
2: Well, guys, that's actually a great way to ask that question because um, I. Hey, yeah, think... what up, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I no one's ever asked it that way. Uh, well, I started the channel in 2017, so I don't know if you guys were watching music content in 2017. I mean, there was, but there wasn't a lot. Basically, um, that was not a space yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Anthony Fantano, and that was um, that was kind of it um, in terms of people who had actually built a brand doing that. There were other, they were hobbyists, but like, it wasn't the industry that it is now. And so Volksgeist, I didn't have a vision. I did not have a vision for it to be what it is today because what it is today didn't exist then. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I really wanted was I wanted to have like a creative outlet, not a, the idea wasn't to build a brand because honestly in, in 2017, it was kind of, that. I didn't do much that year in 2018, even though like the influencer industry wasn't like an industry. Obviously, they were super popular, like, everyone knew about social media. This is like, five years ago. But, like, yeah. it wasn't like everybody had a small micro brand or a little brand. Even, like, Volksgeist being on the smaller side still, like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that was not, like, a, you wouldn't make money off that. And so I just wanted to develop my skills of, like, being analytical or, like, speaking my mind. I wanted to get a lot better at speaking. I wanted to get a lot better at, you know, I, I wanted to make videos or short films or have a creative video outlet. And so that was literally it. There was no, uh, kind of idea that it would become something that could actually make money or that other people would be doing that too. Um, so I just was like, Oh, I just want to be better at writing things. I'm going to write about a couple songs (laughs) that I like and stuff. Um, and in terms of not doing more reactionary stuff, I mean, it's just like, I thought that if I got good at making those videos, I could turn that into like a work experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what job you get by yelling loudly. <laughs> so, I mean, there's probably a few, but I just think that, that, you know, the more reactionary stuff it's, there's an art to it. Uh, but it's just too cheap. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. It can be very cheap. Um, because and it's just, cause it's just really easy. I wanted to learn, like I yeah. saw it as an l- opportunity to learn. So.
0: Yeah, was- I think, People, especially when they talk about like sports radio and like, say someone like Colin Coward or Stephen A. Smith, they hate them. But as someone who has really got into the podcasting game, it's I've learned to really enjoy the art of making a take versus the actual take itself. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. So some people, I think being only a reactionary channel makes you have to react to stuff that you don't even actually care about. So you kind of have to put on the act. So I I respect that you have kind of went away from that to make like amazing content. And I'm curious how you decide what content to make. Is it artists you're loving right now? Have you decided like, oh, J. Cole video, just another J. Cole video. So maybe I should stray away from that and shine a light on someone who's a smaller artist. So how do you decide that?
2: Well, I think I've at first it was like I wanted to for the first two years, I was trying to like build this kind of catalog of videos covering every important artist Mm -hmm. and I eventually realized like there's a lot of important artists I don't give a shit about. So I'm not going to cover them <laughs> yeah. because I tried a few times to cover things that I didn't really feel that passionate for. And I think that people could tell. So I mm-hmm. kind of changed and there was a low period in the channel's history where I was covering topics just because they were interesting, but not because I was interested in them. And I realized that that's not how the cha- Some channels can do that, but like the channel really does depend on me being able to tell a good story or write a good mm-hmm. story. So I, I moved more into in the last two years um, covering things as long as I see a good story that I want to tell. Uh, so I've actually had great success covering things that are fairly to moderately obscure mm-hmm. um, just off me fram- framing it in an entertaining way. Uh, now, I've had to change the packaging a lot. I used to do like Understanding Frank Ocean yeah uh and i i can still do that but like i'm trying to make it like half and half um you know Nujabes not a lot of search volume for him online not a lot of people yeah. talk about him so i called it the japanese man who changed hip-hop forever because mm-hmm. if even if you don't know who he is you're gonna click on that or for nick drake like a yeah. super obscure folk singer who had a really interesting interesting story but no one talks about him i had to call it like the van gogh of music so i'm <laughs> trying to go more into like you know uh choosing really good topics instead of like chasing views but i also try to talk about like topical things i um for you know when utopia came out i did a travis scott video uh because it's a good time to do that i still would do it anyway but that there's an element where like the search volume goes up i mean you cover it at a good time Uh, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of half it's basically half and half like quality but but also quantity
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I think we try to balance that as well. So like we had a Travis Scott video do fairly well for like what we consider doing fairly well right now. And we had to decide, does that mean we should make more Travis Scott content? Or was that because it was timely content? We should be making more timely content. So that's always debate. And also knowing the length of videos. So you make relatively long form content on YouTube, which (laughs) some would say in this age is dying, but your account's flourishing doing that. So I'm curious how you kind of like debated how long videos should be. And then the actual research process, because people do not know how much work you put in because they're like 30 minutes. That must be 30 minutes of work or something, but (laughs) hours on hours.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, well with, in terms of video length, uh, I've had some long videos this year. Originally, like if you look at my most viewed videos, anything with over a million is like 10 minutes long or less. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think anyone has an appetite for that anymore. I think it's like you either make it two minutes long or under sixty seconds, and it's like a short, or on TikTok, or it's going to be like twenty-five minutes or more. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of room for a five-minute video anymore, mm-hmm. um, because people either want a lot of information or they want no information. So you have to. I feel like yeah. it's become more polarizing. So actually, earlier this year, I was hanging around twenty minutes a lot of the time, but then I was like, let's push to thirty. And we did, and some of those videos did really well. The weekend video is like 45 minutes long. It has like 600K views. My Kendrick Lamar video uh, was 30 minutes long. It has like 600K views. Um, I think I pushed too far. My Travis Scott video was like an hour and five minutes. And that didn't, <laughs> it's like sitting under 100K. So I, I like pulled it back yeah. a little bit just to work more on the editing and the storytelling. But I do think, you know, I mean, you also make a lot more money from a longer video, to be completely yeah. honest. Uh, the ad rate goes through the roof so like and i you know that just makes it more worth it to make the video itself um but yeah in terms of research i mean that is a like writing and research takes a really long time um unfortunately in the last few months because of the popularity of chat gpt i've started to get like comments here and there that are like this is a fucking chat gpt yeah. ass <laughs> script who wrote this shit your computer and i'm like (laughs) like you know i've I've talked to other youtubers they're like yeah we get those comments too Sense, uh chat GPT, frankly i've tried and it doesn't write very well so like that takes yeah it's like writing a script probably takes four days of working all day um i probably i research while i write generally but i write like detailed outlines as well beforehand Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of watching interviews and stuff goes into that um and no, I'm trying. I'm still trying to beat the Wikipedia allegations. I do not use <laughs> Wikipedia to write a script. That yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it just- I go on Wikipedia and click on sources and then follow those if I need to. But like yeah. the Wikipedia chat GPT allegations are crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think the biggest takeaway that what we heard you say was just how much you evolve. I know a lot of times when people are starting any type of creative endeavor, it's like, okay, what should I make? Where should I start? The most important thing is just starting even like you said, you did one form of content and you kind of changed to another. You're doing a little bit more mainstream artists and you went to artists that are unknown. And I remember there was like this YouTube video that me and Adam both watched, basically like how to blow up on YouTube. But it's just like every time you grow as a channel or a group, eventually you're going to keep evolving and find something new to make. And that's not always based on the fans or even what you want to make. But sometimes you might find it later on, like a self-discovery type of thing.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I tried a lot of different topics. Um mm. You know i covered i covered like a lot of different things and then eventually i was like well, what do i like the most well, i like music mainly hip-hop with a lot of other with a lot of other things i've tried i try to cover a lot of different stuff but um i mean i just think well hip-hop right now has the most interesting stories like
0: mm-hmm.
2: for better or for worse other genres don't, don't have the lore in the community um, Yeah. But there are other good, you know, I've covered a few folk artists, some, a couple of indie, you know, I like, I've covered Daft Punk a few times and it did really well. Um, But it's just, you know, whatever the, wherever the good stories are is, and I've kind of honed in on, like, I think the most interesting stuff in terms of the music industry and music artists. So,
1: yeah. And to bounce off about the whole chat GPT thing too AI is a huge thing going on right now, and as a as a content creator, how do you feel about chat GTP? How do you feel about be about it being used? Is it a good thing, a bad thing? Can it be resourceful?
2: I think it can. There are a few times I've like I have known what I want to make a video about, and in order to start writing, I need to have a two hundred fifty word kind of summary of what the story yeah. is. so I have asked it like write me a 250 word outline of a story about this thing and then i'm like okay well now it makes more sense in my head but it kind of that's kind of as far as it goes Uh, i just don't think it 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 kind of the writing isn't super original so i wouldn't actually be able to use that for a script because it doesn't the storytelling is is pretty bad Um, so i like that's kind of it's the most i can use it for it's just a little outlines here and there um i don't use ai editors or anything i just they're imprecise like there's a lot of mistakes usually yeah and that works for short clips and TikToks and stuff, but not for a, for a thirty minute video.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to doubt AI's future capabilities, but right now it's not some type of creative software that is going to make your content creative. But I like that you checked, um, touched on the outline thing because I think that's very helpful. Actually, and that could be helpful for a student trying to start an essay and like not knowing what each paragraph should be about, or someone actually doing like creative content like this. I think that it's really helpful with efficiency. So, also, like for naming videos, if you have an idea what a video is, but you're like, what is the best essay? What's going to reach the most people? It actually helps you get a better title. So, I think those small things have been helpful as a creator.
2: Yeah. I mean, things that, you know, uh, things that you, you know, already kind of could be done without like creative input. It's not, yeah, like uncreative things, basically. Like, you know, I'm not, it doesn't, it can't structure coherent, long essay. Like, it just doesn't because, I just don't think it has enough information or it doesn't like the writing isn't good enough, but it's okay for certain things. Um, A lot of people on like Twitter and and all this are like talking about start an AI YouTube channel. You'll make six figures within two months. (laughs) No, unfortunately I think most people are smart enough to realize they're watching an AI video and click off because it's just not interesting or entertaining. Yeah, my
0: cousin posted something on LinkedIn and my brothers were like, We know you put that on AI because I kept throwing in random emojis throughout the throughout your post. So <laughs> yeah. apparently ChatGPT is big on throwing in emojis. So I was also curious, I'm not sure if you're like an analytics nerd about your videos, but I'm curious how long does it say your viewers usually average staying on your videos? Like do they usually make it to 45 minutes of 60 minute types of videos?
2: I don't think most people will. Like I don't watch i, I never yeah. i never finish a 60 minute video um but it's it does like they do reasonably i think the longer a video gets the lower that percentage will be um yeah. on a 30 minute video it's probably like 40 percent get halfway i think is that how that works 40 can happen yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah something something like that which is which is good enough like i definitely trying to Uh, hone down the editing and make like the first 10 minutes a lot more tight than a lot of the videos Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, get a couple more hooks and get, keep people engaged. Um, I've had a few fails. Like I've had some longer videos where it was only like 25%, but that was also, you know, it depends on the topic, like the yeet video, that was a lot more kids. So a lot less people are going to finish. Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like the new job video is a lot more adults, like older, over 30. So they're going to finish it because they're actually – they have brain cells, so like, <laughs> it's like things like that, like, you know, um, but I do, I do look at it. I don't think it guides all my business decisions, but I look at it.
1: Yeah. And we really appreciate you for sharing this too, because I know a lot of people are looking to start a channel. I mean, they look up to you in terms of getting, if, if they're, if they're in the music content creator space, um, you're one of the big dogs out here. But another thing you're doing is watching Nebula, which I thought was so interesting, obviously as a co-founder, but I wanted to give a platform for you to talk about that and, and, and how that works.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, Nebula is a very big project. Like, me being a co-founder means that I was in the room when we started it. Uh, (laughs) In in terms of, like, steering the ship, I mean, there are something like 70 70 corporate employees who build the platform and, like, do all all that. Um, I have, you know, input on, like, executive things. Um, But Nebula is, yeah, it's a paid platform so it's just this regular streaming service where you know it's invite only kind of a private community where there are uh, 150 something creators and they can post all their videos on there but because of that extra revenue nebula also invests in making nebula exclusive stuff um for the more engaged for more engaged people uh for me you know i there are a million things i could do on there i could have my own uh, podcast show music reviewing thing where i can play as much music as i want never get the videos taken down uh this and that um but mainly you know every few months i just put out an exclusive video um that i mean genuinely like not marketing speak just wouldn't work on youtube like the last one i did mm-hmm. was about like music performers who beat their fans or whatever during the mm-hmm. show so yeah. that was kind of like you know um <laughs> something that i i'm not going to put that on youtube and it's been good. I and mean, people who care about the content invest in platform and it's relatively cheap, but they each view that I get on there is worth a hundred times more than a view I would get on yeah. YouTube. So it's just an extra way to like offer value to the audience. And, but it's for people who want to support, you know, I don't expect I'll ever get 350,000 subscribers on there because mm-hmm. most people really turn me on and think, oh, this is cool. And then turn it off. Like <laughs> yeah. it's for the people who have something to say and care. So.
0: Yeah, I think we're in the era of community building over like we kind of t- touched on this last episode. That there's no more global icons and superstars, but it's forming these like small communities. So there's been artists that I've seen be creative with it. I mean, we saw Logic, even though he got rid of his Discord, he has a small community that's formed of people who really love him and are investing in him. And he's giving them behind the scenes content or someone like Marlon Kraft, who's an independent artist, having fans get early entry to his concert or stuff like that. Or even on Twitter, you see Team Dreamville is a huge account because Dreamville has formed this community of artists that have spawned fans who have such a similar music taste. I think that's like the new route creatives are going.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, you know, um, I don't think a lot of – that's kind of an early adopter perspective right now. I don't think a lot of people in the general public have realized that. But I get, you know – let's say i have like my sisters are older than me and you know they don't really know what the hell i do for a living uh but there's like oh he's a youtuber but you know i don't they're like put a video on and i'm like you're not going to understand it this isn't yeah. like a unboxing uh sneakers <laughs> vlog or like something that <laughs> where it's like yeah. everybody knows what this is it's a very niche kind of obscure thing that like requires prior explanation to even understand what you're watching well not because it's like so above their level but it's just like it's not relevant to them. They don't know what the format is. They don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but you know, if you ask like if I, if I were a YouTuber like 10 years ago, it'd be like anybody could, you know, like Shane Dawson and do videos of him eating tacos and talking about what, like cats or something yeah. like everyone. So that's kind of like the word YouTuber to me now means that you provide videos about a specific interest mm-hmm. for the most part. That's what a YouTuber is. You, you commentate or offer value in one niche or the other. Um, and that's, you know, it's true. I think it's true in general. We haven't had a lot of superstars blow up a lot of, you know, in music or otherwise. There are not a lot of Gen Z rappers or not a lot of Gen Z actors or authors, yeah. but there are people who do that stuff in small doses, which I think is better for the most part. Like, and, 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 another like personal anecdote, you know, I have old friends who are like, well, what do you do now? And I'm like, well, I have a, I have a business where I make videos. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm. a YouTuber. Like, you're not going to go see pictures of me and my face is everywhere on YouTube and, like, I have 10 million subscribers because yeah. no well, no one watches that shit anymore. Like, really, <laughs> truly, like, yeah. other than Mr. Beast and a few others, what, name a YouTuber, like, like an actual like that, YouTuber. You know. Like, there's not really, who cares about those anymore? Mm. You know, uh, so I think I kind of prefer that because I get to be my own person and I'm on YouTube, like, providing a specific thing. And then I don't have to have that be my entire identity. I can have like yeah. other things. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of my YouTuber friends are also kind of in the same boat. Even people who are much more popular. Like I'm friends with the guy Legal Eagle, who's like the YouTube lawyer guy who does like mm-hmm. law commentary on famous cases. And it's like, he's a normal guy. I'm no. There's no paparazzi coming after him because he yeah. talks about law. Like no one knows what's going, where he lives or what he's doing in his personal yeah. life. And that's just... The icon status is, yeah, that's mostly gone. But I think it's like, personally, I prefer that. I never wanted that. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that I don't have to do that to get where I'm trying to go in in business.
1: Yeah. And I think that's just a thing we've seen post-COVID, especially Um, just the fact that, it's it's really hard to kind of get into this mainstream space. And I think that's just because a lot of people don't care anymore. And I know that sounds bad, but it's just the truth. Even when it comes to music, um, I remember there was an interview with Vince Staples and Joe Bunn, and he talked about music is low-key dying. I know Adam hates this term because he doesn't believe music <laughs> is dying, but I'm on the bandwagon where just creative content in general, there's just so much content out there. It's just hard for me to care about one specific thing unless you're able to create a niche community. Um, And like I said before, I think COVID for music was a huge turning point, how we consume it. And now just looking at 2023 as a whole, and we can start talking about the music. How do you think um, the industry has held up so far in 2023 in terms of releases?
2: Well, I think there's been a lot of good stuff. I think there's a bit less good stuff. But, you know, um, I don't think music is dying. I don't think, you know, hip hop will never (laughs) die. It's Mm -hmm. not going to. But like you know i think the, there's the energy has there a lot of energy is gone unfortunately and a lot of the stars that were around when i first started my channel they're just not doing what they were doing 5 years ago they're mm-hmm. just inactive and there is no there there's no replacement coming for like no one's asking for a new kanye no one's asking for yeah. a new kendrick people just aren't asking for that like the general public really doesn't give a shit uh mm-hmm. because a lot of the the major space that those stars took up is replaced by like garbage now no offense yeah. to mm-hmm. but it's just like one one and done hits but there are you know people who are doing really valuable stuff and they have a lot of supporters around them people who are like patronize their art like my one of my favorite rappers is ka like ka mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like not popular i mean no one cares about him yeah. or gives a shit like, but his fans love him like, he did a pop-up in Brooklyn a few weeks ago, um, and people were, like, lined up around the block to buy his vinyls. Uh, yeah. Even though his songs have usually, like, 50,000 streams on Spotify each, and that's not really... But, like, he's doing well. He's doing great. He has, like, a he lives in a really nice condo and, like, can do whatever he wants and doesn't <laughs> have to work a job. And yeah. so it's, like, that's fine. Like, uh, but, yeah, there's no... In terms of, like, ground-shaking iconic music i don't think there's a lot of that being made um
0: and to your to your last point i think that goes back to like some artists maybe making music for fame and some artists making music because they love making the music and it's a debate would you rather have fifty thousand streams or 50 fans who are physically going to your concert and buying merchandise i'd rather have 50 fans physically go to my concerts i've been to like an action bronson pop-up and there are fans down the street but he and obviously he's a show He's got, he's a bigger personality But we talked about Denzel Curry last episode. People flame him for his first week sales. He's selling out every single tour that he's going on. And I think that's a much better way to make your music now is making that small community of fans truly dedicated to you versus just casually listening to you or passing you on TikTok and they never go to click that song and actually purchase that artist's music.
2: Yeah, that's how it's been for a lot of... Well, that's how it's always been. Like, you know, if you look back at things, I guess before the 60s, there were musicians that people liked, but the music industry wasn't, that was, that's how it used to be. Like one of my favorite artists was, um, well, one of my favorite artists is Robert Johnson. I think his name was, he was a blues artist from the thirties maybe. And like, he had a career performing, but like didn't really record any songs and like made, he recorded like 18 songs while he was alive, but he made, Mm -hmm. he traveled around and played. So, you know, and that's, Kind of a similar thing, like yeah. And it's almost more real. Like, do I want to really go in front of the camera and uh be like, oh, you wouldn't believe what young thug said today? <laughs> yeah. And then the thing he said was like slat slime, and I'm like, Oh, yeah. what is he gonna say next? I don't <laughs> like okay. Yeah. I had a brief um time running the YouTube channel for Rap TV. Um mm-hmm. and I directed and like narrated and edited i mean just almost did everything for them for a couple months maybe four or five and like the topic they would give me these topics and i was like guys no (laughs) one's gonna care about this like how much money does future spend in a week and it would be just some buzzfeed ass and you know
0: it's like no one watched it
2: because no one actually cares about that uh
0: it's, it's like blue face think... being all over my Twitter. I don't right. care about this content. I don't. Is he even considered him like a musician at this point? I don't know why it's all over my <laughs> I don't Twitter. I think he's made a song in
2: years. I think he just tweets and makes stupid videos. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, but Rob Markman was saying the same thing. If you saw that video, Adam, where he was kind of criticizing hip hop media, not only hip hop as the genre for 2023, but the media just reporting on goofy content when there's a lot of um, incredible artists, like you were saying, Philip. Who are in that underground space who may not be getting the same life but at the end of the day it doesn't matter because they do have the community of real fans and that's what's gonna bolster you for not thousands to even millions of streams of just a bunch of random people who don't really care about what you have to say at the end of the day
2: yeah i do agree and i think it's almost like it, sometimes it feels like that has almost happened because the media has gotten so goofy about it like mm-hmm. i do mm-hmm. like i scroll through uh youtube shorts and stuff and i i saw this one video a couple days ago that was like uh this is so bad the title was the dreaded 16 year old and it was a picture of chief keef and (laughs) i I click on it and it's this guy and he kind of looked like me but he was like you wouldn't believe the dreaded 16 year old chief keef (laughs) he was evil and lived in o block (laughs) and i was like i was like Man, you're. This is like a copy of a copy of a copy of some video, and like, yeah, the word dreaded really stuck out to me. Dreaded, like, was he like hanging people up by their underwear from yeah. telephone poles or something? And I, I just was, and it had a million views. I was like, what is this? It's crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> there's no. He didn't talk anything about the music, or he was like, he always said he was three hundred years old in every interview, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're just. Repeating something that you saw, and I just was like, damn, this has gotten yeah. really silly. Um, and I kind of re- i was like, do I need to
0: even have Volksgeist anymore? Like, what the hell what mm. is there? What is the point of all of this? Yeah, yeah. And there's another debate that we have, and people have a lot, and I don't mean to offend any artists, but there's a thing of artists versus rappers, like, there's a lot of rappers, but there's not a lot of artists, if you know what I mean. And you have one of my favorite videos from you is your is Tyler the creator of the next Kanye video. And I know it ends with not the spoiled for listeners. They do have big differences, like Tyler won't reach that mainstream audience. But what I think Tyler does so well is this other content that goes along with his music, whether it be the short films he's kind of releasing with, along with his music. So there's other artists that I wanted to shout out that do something similar. And I was curious what artists you've seen kind of take that blueprint of making themselves not just a musician, but like multimedia type artists. It's so like Tiara Wack when she came out making that ten-minute album, and each song was one minute, and it's like it's awesome, it's really sick. And we've seen just so many artists kind of take that idea that Donald Glover writes a whole screenplay to go along with because of the internet and stuff like that. So, what are artists you've seen that have kind of done that whole multimedia?
2: Well, I think uh, there are a lot of artistic rappers who don't do multimedia, and there's some, and they can also do create a really immersive experience either way a lot of the underground rappers these days don't do a lot of multimedia but like because i don't know they don't have the budget or they're not interested in it but they still going like uh, ka is one Mm -hmm. his albums are incredibly Mm -hmm. immersive and very unique uh and obviously a lot of his peers like rock marciano or going a little a tier above that would be like west side gun Mm -hmm. and their stuff is super artistic because they're just you know like they seem well read they're well read people and they put a lot of different uh different like imagery into the lyrics um so that one i would say is that right now that's my favorite type like i haven't listened to tyler in months or anything because i've been more into like the guys who create like a world of words Mm -hmm. um and i think i mean you know there's a lot even like i i was i've been obsessed with lil dirk's almost healed album because i actually think the themes on that are really good uh it's not really like i know why it's fairly it was fairly like unsuccessful uh yeah. because it's super long and every song sounds the same but like the theme he actually had a vision for what that album was all about mm-hmm. um just in terms of like what is not artistic in the in the rap game i mean like just i mean it's hard like a lot of it i mean almost all of it is i think but there are some examples that have gotten so popular that aren't and you know i mean who am i to say like i it, as long as it seems like it's coming from the heart it's fairly artistic yeah. but there's some times where like something gets really big and i'm like damn this person does not seem to have any heart in this at all yeah um and i get like you know in, but it's also like maybe they just want to be a good rapper and this doesn't doesn't matter to them what comes out of their mouth like rob 49 uh do you guys know him yeah. like the guy from he was on utopia yeah. and like i mean you listen I to did this I don't like and- that verse i (laughs) I love that i that ruins the song for me i do not listen to that song i love that i mean he has like every song he has basically sounds exactly like that like he kind of like growls and screams and says things you've never heard before in your life uh and i've I've been trying to decide i've been very interested in it because i'm like is this artistic or is he literally just trying to make a bunch of money um and i haven't been able to decide yet so (laughs) like
0: I, i don't know i don't know I think an issue is we see a lot of riding trends right now. So the biggest trend is this whole two, th- sample two thousands music and make a new song out of it, which has been a thing forever. But I think that's one of the lazy forms of music we're seeing right now. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't need these Pharrell beats or anything repurposed.
2: <laughs> I think the most egregious example would be drill music. Yeah, uh, that is one. That is a genre where there are like three good artists and a hundred terrible ones, and. <laughs> You know, I think, I mean, yeah, it's a more localized thing. So people see someone from their city go like blow up with that and then they all start doing it. So I get like that has been people who love drill. I'm like, do you really like how do you how much do you actually love this Because It's pretty fucking bad. Um, That is one example where I would say like a lot of that stuff is not particularly artistic. It's just very like repetitive and uncreative. Uh, drill hasn't
0: captured my attention
2: yeah i mean it's very morbid too like one of the biggest things that happened in the bronx last year was like some 14 year old kid gets murdered and then everyone wants to do dances about it like guys think about crazy
1: just think about that that's
2: dark it's not really
1: it's interesting you said drill too because i remember there's a point especially with um fabio foreign i think he was kind of like the last big drill artist to come um and now that I look around, drill isn't as popular as it used to be. And even just the answer, and also yeah, just I, I don't want to hit on drill too much because I do like I'm not I don't love drill, but I also don't want to shit on it either. But I think a lot of a lot of times why artists don't express themselves to the fullest, like I said before, I don't yeah. think consumers care, and to spend that budget to make this um complex music video or marketing scheme isn't really gonna. Um, help when you can just build an audience on your own and you're talking about travis scott who did a i think a great job with utopia we had bryce over who talked about his concert and i was kind of doing the same thing with Astro world while he's just presenting the album in a more creative way and obviously we had um a lot of big artists dropped this year we had lil uzi we had travis scott um even drake did um so how do you think those albums played well um this year
2: oh man Oh, one thing i was thinking about the artistic versus the uk artists are some of the most artistic right now
1: oh
0: yeah yeah
2: they their writing Oof. yeah the writing that they put in i don't know if their school system is better or what but they just like, <laughs> like the effort that goes into all the storytelling and everything is great um they're very hardworking. um in terms of 2023 man i don't know like the big <laughs> albums like the
1: yeah I mean Travis dropped right Drake dropped with all the artists people yeah. are making for they dropped so yeah. why why all the sad gl- sad and gloom
0: yeah. <laughs> and the crazy part is the Travis Scott album I would say it's a good album and I still just I don't care about it
2: yeah and it, I which wasn't, was, yeah. it wasn't bad the pink tape was bad
0: bad that was bad that's not funny it was bad.
2: For me. It is bad there are about four good songs out of twenty five or thirty five songs or whatever for all the dogs <laughs> <You're>
0: shooting ten percent <laughs>
2: All the dogs are really bad. That is like, I didn't even bother to make a review video. I try to review the big, big albums because it's fun. Yeah. But that was not even, I was like, I just got bored. I've never, I haven't listened to it all the way through because it's just so boring. There's a few good ones. I think Trying Our Best is nice. Uh, That one was good. But like, and then obviously the one with SZA, the two, both of them were good. But like, oh my God, the one with Bad Bunny. So he's bad. he's like <laughs> just like he's like asleep at the wheel, man. I mean, I like yeah. a lot of what Drake has done since Views, even though people have, oh he's fell off really bad. Like I like more life. I kind of like Certified Lover Boy. I really love. Honestly, Nevermind grew on me really like pretty well, uh but this is terrible, man. I mean, it's like, <laughs> and I don't even want to talk about it uh, like too much on my channel because people i don't get i don't get don't see the point anymore so uh yeah i mean you know it's not like i could do better but like it's geez man utopia uh i got bored of i actually really loved it for like a month and then i completely forgot about it and it just i was like what like nah it's just
1: I think, so in summary, the consumers, we just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing at the yeah, end of the day. <laughs> I
2: mean, unfortunately, like, actually, I think the, the well, for Utopia, I'm looking at the track list right now. Like, I think Travis just didn't really rap that well on it. Like, I look, I listened to it uh, two months later yeah. now, or like three months later. I'm like, damn, like his performances were pretty slow and boring. Mm-hmm. Like, a few of them were good, but. You know, and then he included 21 Savage on it way too much. I'm, like, totally sick of that guy. No offense. I mean, he's yeah, hard-worker, yeah, I mean, talented, but, like,
0: damn. I liked Her Loss. Actually, I really enjoyed it. as like, a gym album I would play. But I, I don't need him on all of these songs. I think a current issue in music is too many beat changes. I've said this on the pod before, but it sounds like you two were not in the studio and he had a beat and a song, and he was, like, he throws on the end of the song. Um, yeah. But to frame a more positive question, yeah. what album's upcoming are you yeah. very excited for because we have the follow-up from j cole which has been teased since 2018 i think that's awesome how he's building this like world that's going towards the end which it probably won't be his end uh no worries anderson pack need him to drop that with knowledge because he's teased that for a while um asap rocky said august and i don't know what happened to that one but that <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's someone who's a an art like another kid man tr- truly makes art around it yeah another kid yeah. I mean, if I could be with Rihanna, I guess I would stop dropping music as well. <laughs> well I think Rocky, what's on your radar?
2: Like, I'm really excited for that because I'm like the biggest meat rider for ASAP Rocky. Uh, <laughs> it's like, great. J. Cole, I don't know. I don't know. But Rocky, like a lot of the songs he's put out in the last few years, I have really liked a lot. I don't think, I think honestly, people are not going to like it. Uh, it's probably going to be another version of testing. But I I'm going to like it. I want to like it because yeah. I love testing. I
0: think it's one of yeah. the best. It's like one of my favorite albums that came out that year.
1: Same year. Same year. ASAP
0: Forever, really the good. song, is one of my favorites ever. That music yeah, video I'm is really also good. the coolest music video of all time. Mm-hmm. The
2: atmosphere on that project, like the song's like 143rd, um, like Guns and Butter. They're all really good. Purity with Frank Ocean. So... I thought that was a great like creative success for him, even though it wasn't like what people were asking for. But he's probably gonna do that again. Like the singles he's put out are not what people are asking for, but I still like them. Uh I liked
0: Riot. You hear the the Tyler version with no, Riot? No. There's a ver I honestly thought it was really good. I thought I Tyler sounded great on it. I also like Shit in Me was really good. I'm trying to think at the top of my head the other one. One was a really slow song, which I was surprised he dropped as a single. Yeah, it was same problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could have Same been like yeah. just a deep album cut. I'm curious why yeah. he thought that as a single.
2: I don't know. That's a confusing. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I think he might not have any idea what he's doing anymore. But I'm still here for it. So like, yeah. <laughs> i would still. Be but listening. I also
1: think it's like it's more so that why should he care anymore? You know, he already has his fan base, and no matter what he drops, people <laughs> will enjoy really... it, right? Yeah. So he's got you know. So I feel like he doesn't have to cater to anyone. He if he wants to make a yeah. slow ballad then he can go ahead and do that, and yeah. he can still drop an album. But I don't think that's going to be on the album, though, because there's been a long delay between the single and this album whenever it drops. But come on, who else? Who else are you excited for? Who who else dropped this at you? Like, there's got to be something.
2: There's got to be something. I think, well, SZA's next project I want to hear, because she said there's a Deluxe coming soon. And I really okay. love SOS. Yeah. So SOS is the last mainstream album that I thought was like really great, mm-hmm. which is almost a year ago. Um,
0: she, she actually said that the Deluxe is going to have like 20 songs. She's making it a different album. What are oh. we doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well then it's probably never gonna happen so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um
2: but in terms of like i don't i mean look guys look like it's in a rough spot right we're in a rough spot right now <laughs> man. we're in a rough spot <laughs> we really are like you know i heard uh i'm actually looking for like shade said that they were making a new yeah. album like four years ago so i've actually been waiting for that for four <laughs> <Shande>. years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like we're in i really mean like you know in terms of like things that have hype around it like
0: yeah it's not that much like oh i got one um and it's his birthday today happy birthday to jid jid mm-hmm. metro album that's yeah gonna be i one. mean
2: that will be great i don't know if that's actually going to happen though i feel like metro and jid are in like different pay grades and i don't know if, yeah. that's, I don't know if they're actually that's gonna why i was so
0: at. it was so cool to see them like kind of tease that that was even happening so i'm like oh that's sick for jid that Metro is would do that. Also, JID has some always interesting production with Christo, his producer. Yeah, like, he's never rapping on just normal beats, so I think Metro would actually be a really cool pairing for him.
2: No, that would be great. I'm a huge JID meat rider. Um, <laughs> but... That's like that's like my
0: top <laughs> it goes cold and probably JID for me.
2: I think I mean JID is so he's so great. Um, yeah, that would be it'd be cool to see what he does next. The Forever Story really grew on me. I didn't get it at first. I still think there are a few songs I don't get. But it did become, like, I started to really like it. I got a lot of hate. I give it, like, a six in a review. And yeah. Like, Not that's to put crazy. you on the
0: spot, but I'm curious what songs you didn't get. Because I'll say, a lot of them were, like, teased before, like, during his, like, Vanderbilt live stream during COVID and stuff. So I, like, knew, like, five of them before it happened. Like, Radar, I was ready for that song. Radar is one of the ones I didn't get. Um, what? That yeah. laser, Radar, Beam. <laughs> it was cool. you then... play for your mama. I got to see you
2: play for the house. It was cool for, that's like, 30 shit. seconds. Yeah. That
0: was what I that, that goes hard for me in the gym.
1: But I'm think- surprised by your J. Cole take because I know Adam is a huge J. Cole fan. Of course, a lot of people love J. Cole. I love J. Cole. But Adam is like the biggest fan you can find. Um, but why aren't you signing for <laughs> J. Cole? I mean, J. Cole to me right now is Jemaine. the number one rapper. The features he's been doing, he's been killing. Uh, the one on the Drake album. I mean, come on. That had to be a highlight. And even um, the one with Fiati, the secret recipe. That was also. Come on. Excellent.
2: Walker. I got to tell you guys something.
1: Oh, man, they're going to flame you in the comments. <laughs> my, don't don't you come from my goat.
2: I have ignored any and all requests for a J. Cole video for the entire existence of the channel because I've just never listened to his albums. Actually, they're About 2014? None, none of them. Never listened, never listened to it or
0: you just me. haven't like gotten into it?
2: I've never listened to it, man. I've heard a few J. Cole we're, we're talking like I've heard like seven J. Cole songs. <laughs> like, maybe. What's going?
0: Like, you listen to so much music. What's what's kept you off of Jay Cole?
2: Uh, at this point, like I mean,
0: and look, you're a Kendrick I'm a, fan.
2: I'm a, I'm a stubborn guy, so I'm just not doing it because it's been this long, and I'm like, well, why would I start now? <laughs> like, mm. But I feel like Jay Cole. Go,
0: is... go, bum for your eyes only.
2: <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of you know, it's something that you get into when you're younger, almost. Like he's almost like the Pink Floyd of rap. Uh, mm. I feel like if I didn't listen to him when I was 16, I'm not gonna get it now that I'm 24. It's just not gonna I, make sense to me.
0: I get what you mean with certain artists, why that it's if you didn't get into them when you were younger, you're not ever gonna get into yeah. them when you're older. But Cole, I actually think he matures so much in his albums that like if you listen to him and his mixtape days, but then you had a kid like for For Your Eyes Only, you would love because he's talking about like his kid and like yeah. very mature content. Like he's made fun that's of for folding clothes, even though it's a great song. But yeah. I, I don't, he said, that's not convinced man. I, I no. need you to listen, then we're gonna bring you back. We're gonna get, get you a full opinion on Cole.
2: I'm planning if I ever decide to listen to him, I'll do a video about listening to him for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think people will think that's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know, we, know need a,
0: we need you on turning the tables with that the guy and his dad and you you listening to his album for the first time.
2: He ju- they actually actually he just followed me on Twitter like a week ago, so I'll you know, I'll, I'll reach out and ask him. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't know if they do collabs, but you know that would be that would be pretty funny. Yeah, um,
0: that's crazy. I think, I'm, I'm shocked.
2: Oh, I wanted to mention about the Forever Story. There was oh yeah, okay.
0: Sorry, <laughs> we got derailed <laughs> by Dreamville.
2: No, yeah. Uh, the the little Dirk song actually was really love. good. That was probably mm-hmm. the best one in the album.
0: Um, I really like his features. The more I think, yeah, like, yeah he kills Br- it. Br- yeah, brought in them. Like I love that feature. it was great. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he brought a different. He just brought a lot a different thing that he's never done before. Uh, so I think to me that really proved that he actually really is a talented artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got into into him more after that. Yeah, but but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Jay Cole, man, I'll you know, he seems nice. <laughs> Maybe I'll get him I'm one just, <laughs> day.
0: <laughs> you li- you attempted to listen to this new Drake album, but you haven't listened. Yeah, that's that's crazy, bro. That's that's shot.
1: That's some self torture right there. Honestly, it was bad. Are, are you a Mac Miller
0: fan?
2: Yeah, I am. I mean, I okay, I can be. I, he's got some good projects. I haven't listened to all of them. I'll probably never listen to like the Divine Feminine. I don't feel an urge to listen to that, or, or the one. There was a, they're kind of like the middle ones, the later ones, and the early ones are really good. But yeah, yeah. I think he had a period that I've just never been interested in. So he who's your? Understandable. Who are your
0: top artists? My top I mean, I artist, Kanye.
2: Uh, he can be, but like, I you know it comes and goes. Right now, I do. I have listened to Graduation a lot this year. Late Registration, I've listened That's to a lot the best this one. year um probably the life of pablo i listen to a lot i I have a lot of respect for a lot of kanye but like am i gonna listen to yeezus like on like driving in my car no not really like i haven't i think there are kanye fans who love him and everything he's ever done and they want to listen to his music every day uh but no it's like i don't know i mean yeah i think i think graduation is the only one i could ever like listen to every day probably um but obviously they're on unparall- the quality of those albums is unparalleled but like yeah. that doesn't mean that i need to hear it constantly because it's not yeah. that i do like stupid music also <laughs> i don't yeah. need to listen to the best thing all the time yeah. so uh, who are your goats <laughs> i would say like well kanye obviously kendrick obviously <laughs> good kid mad city i can listen to every day uh that's that album like if i could only listen to one it would be good good kid mad city um but recently, I mean, let me look here. I've been listening to a lot of Dave and Central C. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, those guys really could be like top 10 of all time mm-hmm. for me. Um, really?
0: Already for Central C. Shout out to him.
2: Yeah. I mean, people will make fun of me for that. But like, I don't know. Hey, you I'm like what you like. Opinions. Yeah, I would like to have opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weekend is like someone that I like unparalleled. I'm one of the best artists. Like, I think he's That's, never done anything wrong. I'm a hater.
0: Really? <laughs> his, you really? My, my best friend is a diehard fan. Like knows every fact about him. And this is confusing because I do like Brent Fias, but I don't like really super silky voices. Mm, I yeah. like raspy voices, which yeah. goes into like my Cole Love or like Anderson Pack Love.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I well, I think his early stuff, and then his also his newer stuff. Like Starboy is a skip for the whole album. So I'm not like. <laughs> I'm not, like, obsessed with The Weeknd. I fucking hate that album. It's so boring. (laughs) But, like, After Hours is unparalleled. Like, I love when mainstream artists bring um, stranger sound, like stranger ideas or more obscure ideas into something that's, like, more mainstream. That's also why I love SZA because, like, if you look at her evolution over the years, she kind of sounded so different than she does now, like, Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. It was completely, like, indie, indie pop weird like dubstep songs that were not that good but then but i still love them because she was she had her voice and i think yeah those are probably like
0: um i guess in terms of more obscure people that i really love probably like meek mill i was actually listening to championships the other day that album trauma if he could just get the right beats for a whole album yeah he would have a like a full classic that's known by everyone because he's so good at rapping when he's like rapping like trauma yeah. Or Oodles and Noodles. But yep. Then he goes like going bad and like those types of songs.
2: Yeah. He makes a lot of shit. But if you listen to the mixtape DC4, that's probably his best project. It's really good. Um Unfortunately, I think his window is closed. He's probably not going to. Yeah. Hey, we'll
0: see gonna... about this Rick, this Rick Ross album. Maybe Ross. Yeah, that's of. one we'll album
1: I'm really looking forward to. And these tastes one. are going to get you flame, my guy. This is crazy. <laughs> 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 but I'm really excited for the Rick and Meek album, though, for
0: real. That's going to be good. And Tyler, I assume you're a big fan of. Can we agree with that?
2: Tyler, I grew out of, guys. Really? Yep. I have no why interest that? in Tyler, the creator, anymore. Uh, I don't know why. I compl- Maybe oh, Philip is ahead
1: of the curve. I'm telling you. because <laughs> um, I, I feel I kind of feel what he's saying. Like I'm kind of seeing it for myself. And it's not even just this Brent album that I'm still waiting to get to. It's like, I, I don't know. It's just my... I still love music, of course. But... It, <sighs> Just the 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 wanting and the caring, just to get to it as soon as possible. I mean, maybe in the future people might not be so crazy for these big artists. So I mean, maybe he's ahead of the curve.
2: I, mean, I love I Tyler. Think, in terms of, I have a few other takes for my goat artists. All right, I'm going to throw mm-hmm. these at you guys. All right, I get them all. Like okay. four or five. Lana Del Rey, mm-hmm. Pop never Smoke, never tried. Never tried. Okay, never tried Lana, Lana Del, Del Rey. Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Pop Smoke, uh, Babyface Ray, love his uh, voice. He's great, right? Like, he's amazing. He's funny, yeah. Uh, 42, Doug. Okay, um, you don't
0: like Tyler. Do you like him on Lemonhead?
2: He was good on that. That was a good Cargo song. Spr- I could listen to that. <laughs> you got <laughs> and, it. And um, who else? I mean, that was four. I don't know. I mean, those are good. Those are good. NBA Young Boy. okay? And then here's one I hate. Kid this Cudi. Is this
0: is the Tyler Just name the Tyler album.
2: <laughs> you, don't like, you don't like Kid <laughs> Cudi? No, don't play Kid Cudi when I'm in the room. I will jump on the speaker and turn
0: it off. Mm-hmm. Even Man on the Moon, one and two.
2: No, man. I was like nine years old when that came out. Anybody who says that those were good is like that's fake
0: nostalgia. <laughs> we were children. <laughs> the Sound, soundtrack to my life is like the best song ever. No, it's like the <laughs> worst song ever. <laughs> is and ghost, I, and ghost on, um, on the second one. Great song.
2: Well, I think it, yeah. to some degree I have those opinions because it's like I don't want to be like every other like music fan who's just like. I love, I love Kid Cudi. I listen to him every day. Like I, yeah, <laughs> I don't oh, listen to him every G? day, but I like Cudi. Mm. Poggy is another goat. Uh, oh. Rx Pappy is another one. Not familiar. Uh, our, he did uh, 12 Stout Street, which is that song about, like, hating your mom and,
0: and all that. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> uh, I feel like your your taste is way more, like, to one side. I thought you would be, like, more of, like, a Griselda type. No, I mean, for. I,
2: let's be real. West Side Gun makes really cool projects. The other guys just make bad versions of what he makes.
0: I think no, that's cat. No, they're the so, Kat. <laughs> okay. they're
2: so with, different. Okay. They're so <laughs> different. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I just said that because you did. You did say I was being a hater, so I wanted to say yeah. something. <laughs> test the, <laughs> test the uh, waters.
0: Are you? How about Freddie Gibbs? How do we feel about him?
2: Man, I used to love him. I haven't listened to him in like a year, maybe two years. I think I saw him live, and it was really good. And I never listened to him again. A day after that, like he's he's top five ever for me.
0: I'm obsessed with him.
2: He is good. I think he's not as creative as the Griselda guys, though. And I think Boldy James and the other guys just make much more atmospheric versions of what he makes. I think he is missing a – he's kind of – I almost say missing a sense of style that they have. But almost like – it just doesn't have as much texture to me when I'm listening to him.
0: For me, I honestly feel kind of opposite. I feel like he's a more diverse version of them where – he doesn't not that I love Boldy James, but he's not he's not changing up like style. His voice is so specific. Yeah. That like if you're not a Boldy James fan, you'd probably say like, every song sounds the same. They don't, but yeah. I can yeah. see why someone would say that. But I guess like yeah. Freddie can like kind of bad sing, but like he does a flow melodic flow sometimes. Like I think he has more range with his voice. You're definitely than maybe, right. like, Benny would bring.
2: No, you're definitely right. And Benny, unfortunately, like when when I talk about Griselda, I don't like Benny the butcher's music. I like unfortunately i just don't like his music um
0: he's I got a know. battle rap voice to him that's i've always preferred i mean i love benny but i've always liked conway a little bit more because like the more relaxed bars coming than like battle rap bars at you
2: yeah i think conway and west side gun have something they, they have something that benny doesn't uh i think in long run like west side gun will make a big, much bigger impact than benny will
1: yeah at least you said Kaw. man i'm happy about Kaw because i'm a big fan <laughs> of him honor killed the samurai a fantastic album, but I want to end it with this um on a positive note, in a sense, but obviously streaming <laughs> is the, is the new thing now. And how do you think streaming will play out? How AI music will play out just because I know you're kind of dim about it, how music is shaping, but like we said before, I think that niche and community aspect is really is what's going to be the new, the new wave now. And it's a great thing. Even with you, you have your own bubble of artists you listen to. I have my own bubble. Adam has his own bubble, but I think that's kind of the next step that will kind of fix Um, a lot of this negative effects of streaming that we're seeing
2: yeah i mean as long as i think we're going into a situation where a lot of you know if artists want to make a living they have to develop a small fan base and invest in the people that care um which is kind of you know i think that's what i've done as well like like i was talking about earlier you know um i knew that if i started the channel like this in this format it would never be it won't ever have 10 million subscribers because there aren't 10 million people that want to hear that and with the same with a lot of artists like if you have a unique voice and you have some like a unique style that you want to follow and a unique idea um you have to accept that you're not going to be as popular as little baby and that's just like so you mm-hmm. but you can still get a lot out a lot of value out of that if you can invest in a community and like give people what they want and, like provide value to them so i think that'll just be something that becomes even more true uh just try like and you know i'm not like super dim on the music industry i have a lot of artists i love but in terms of like the top five rap albums of the year they haven't been good for a while like in terms of in, mm-hmm. the top five best-selling rap albums of the last few years of each year this just hasn't been that many good ones um and, you know, we saw it with Kendrick, like he tried to put out Mr. Morale and people are still on the fence on whether or not that was like a terrible mistake. I loved the album, but like, you know, generally sp- it did like didn't do super well. I think it actually left the Billboard 200 at this point, which is yeah, which is not good for, like, that's not good at all. Um, so that, you know, he can, that's okay for him. But like, it says something about where people are at with the music
0: i think yeah um, i think to quickly touch on that album and because i've had thoughts on it it's still an amazing album but i think it's such a we usually the word niche so much but the story yeah. about it is so niche that me as just like a white man like I, it's just not something i'm going to completely relate to that i'm going to be replaying some of these songs and it's fine because it wasn't made for me to digest it was for people who can really relate to that content
2: yeah. So like shout I mean, to him
0: for making content taking that risk to make content like that
2: I found it to be very therapeutic and amazingly well written. I loved the instrumentals and, like, I have gone back to it a lot. But, like, you know, if someone was like, that was a flop, I might say, yeah, that might have been a flop a little bit.
0: Commercial flop,
2: but yeah, not yeah, artistic yeah. flop. No, artistically, it was great. I mean, he included some, like, weird, boring song like the one Purple Hearts. I was like, awful. This? Yeah, what the hell is that? Like, five minutes long and just random pop hooks and stuff. I was. But yeah i mean overall like especially the second half the ones the tracks with kodak and baby key count me out i love and silence really really good really good but yeah it's um it's not and especially what you said about like the white man thing like you know uh about five years ago um a lot of like suburban type white people found out about hip-hop for the first time (laughs) and it became like cool to be like yeah mom and dad i love kendrick lamar he's so cool. Like he made damn. Oh, that's great. And like, everyone's walking around like <laughs> playing damn at like top golf and shit. And like, <laughs> <at top laughs> <of golf. laughs> but, um, you know, I, I just, I've all, you know, I don't say this on my channel, but like, I've always wanted to say like, you know, uh, that's not, that's not how I am. Like the reason I like hip hop is because I, it reflects a lot of experiences I've had. And that, like, personally, you know and some some people might be like well what are you talking about well it just does and that's (laughs) that's fine but i you know i came to it and like kendrick lamar i heard it and i was like good kid mad city made me realize that i had to have a different trajectory in life and that's Mm -hmm. when i realized that i hip-hop could be is the story of a lot of people not usually people who look like me but like if it's 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 very real uh and then, you know, obviously all the white kids get into it and they want to hear like young thug and weird, like little baby and this and that. And, and then, you know, the labels take advantage of that and it becomes hyper commercial and that's going to go away. It's not yeah. going to be interesting forever. Uh, the casual music consumer wants to hear what's cool and trendy. And like, that's been trendy for a while, but like the Migos are done. That's all done. Like a lot of that is, it's just going away. Yeah. Most of the consumers that are white people. Uh, so if that goes away, you know, I'm still going to be here. It's still going to be my favorite genre of music. It's still going to be an amazing way to tell real stories and express yourself. Uh, but like, you know, if we're at a turning point where it becomes a little bit more niche and you have to kind of double down on quality to get anywhere, that's like, you know, it happens. Uh, I don't think it's the next rock music where, you know, it becomes like just embarrassingly cringe, like a lot of (laughs) A lot of rock bands now are, and that that moment really passed. I don't think that's going to happen because it's it's like it's storytelling music. Yeah, that's why. Uh, And was rock ever not like a few examples, but not really. So
0: you know,
2: when when rock flopped, it's because it got like way too commercial. And I think you know, trap the trap era is over because it got way too commercial. But there's still so much amazing stuff, and there's still so many artists who are expressing themselves in like a meaningful way so i'm always going to be there for that i want to keep listening
0: Mm -hmm. to it for the rest of my life so Mm -hmm. i i loved all that and i want to shout out hip-hop for making me a way more empathetic person not that i was ever not an empathetic person but it's just i love artists who storytell and learning about other people's backgrounds is i think important for any community which is why i don't know you grew up in like new york city in an incredibly diverse ecosystem and you would never like have different thoughts than if you just grew up in a very same race type of like area so shout out to hip-hop for teaching me about the backgrounds of so many different people not just black people white people any race that makes this music
2: yeah mm-hmm. there are a lot of great artists like you guys know wiki he's like a puerto rican irish guy mm. he he's from harlem but he raps and like you know it tells all these stories a lot of the there are a lot of great french rappers and uk mm-hmm. rappers and people from different backgrounds and like it is it's really amazing it's like the best it's the best music genre ever created um yes sir so you know i think there and there are a lot of different forms of it so it doesn't you know it's going to exist forever
1: uh yeah let's let's pin it there that was that was honestly beautiful yeah <laughs> and like and i'm so you brought we brought rock and roll because i'm a huge rock and roll fan as an art form that i've studied um knowing where it's come from with chuck berry and and all those incredible artists and seeing it being taken by the labels and basically destroyed is what i'm kind of seeing with hip-hop but like you said as long as people are sharing their stories they're staying authentic hip-hop started in the underground is going to remain popping in the underground there's so many incredible artists that are still coming out now and as long as we continue creating these communities supporting these artists independent or not um there's always going to be a way forward but i think that's a great way to pin it um hip-hop is always going to be alive but if you listen to the very end thank you guys for tuning in we appreciate it as always but we'll see you in the next episode peace